old listeners? The tabletop hobby is full of badass femmes with equally badass stories to tell, and you can behold them in Behold Her podcast. Every episode centers around a theme, like accessibility in gaming or decolonizing Dungeons and Dragons, and features several interviews and an audio story. The goal of Behold Her? Demonstrate that the femme gamer experience is as rich and diverse as we are as individuals. So join us. Listen to Behold Her wherever podcasts are free, or check us out at patreon.com slash beholdher. You know things, I know some too. Sit right down the fem, explain them to you. If there's a thing you want to explain, these two feminists can entertain. Nerdy stuff, sexy stuff, so much to know. Tune in for the Femsplain Show. Femsplain! Good morning, Diana. Good morning, Avalon. Oh, and good morning to that cat. (gasps) Good morning to my cat, and good morning to our listeners. (laughs) If you're not listening to this in the morning, you have to stop and wait. Oh, yeah. It's a morning-only morning only podcast you have to listen to it at whatever time of day it is that we recorded it even though yes. we are doing this as a pre-recorded thing and not live which would, correct yes those are thank ways. god um <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is what um, what is it that we're doing what's happening we are doing i was gonna say the first episode of the new year but that's not true <laughs> no. the second episode of the new year <laughs> of a podcast called femsplained podcast yay femsplained and what what would you say is femsplained Avalon? <laughs> femsplained is a podcast in which two queer femme identified humans called diana and avalon talk about their experiences in nerd culture, one topic at a time. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. I also like that Thanks. you added a little sing-songy element to that, uh, to our names. I don't remember. Well, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You'll hear it later. Uh, oh, great. <laughs> I'll hate it. I, I Yeah, Femsplained is a, a queer femme nerd podcast, and... This is every uh, episode we take turns introducing nerdy topics to each other and experiencing them through some of our homework episodes and things together. So um, in our previous episode, our first episode of 2021, we actually brought on some really super cool guest femsplainers to talk about I Hunt the uh, RPG that is Buffy meets Uber, which if that doesn't sell you on an RPG, um, I don't know what to tell you. Um, (laughs) So if you haven't listened to that yet, go do it. Uh, Yeah, go listen to that episode, which is better than this one. Yeah, (laughs) I haven't even recorded this one yet, and I know it. But if you have already listened to that one, now you're here. Uh, Well, I guess we can't really talk about the topic yet, so... Avalon, what has nerd culture done for you lately? I need us to take turns going first. I I say it every time. Um, So uh, it has been the holiday break since we last recorded. So I feel pretty saturated with a lot of TV time and things like that. But I have mostly spent my time 
playing Calico. So what is Calico? Calico. <laughs> Calico is, is sort of not that far off today's topic. Uh, it is a game, an indie game. It's like a task management one. But the aesthetic is very much like Magical Girls, Cottage Core animals. Great. Love it. And yes. it's very perfect. <laughs> yeah. You can't really fail can't really do anything wrong. You have just moved to a new town and are taking over, I believe, your aunt's old cat cafe. Oh, my so God. You, yeah, you run around town just picking up cats and telling them that they live at the cafe now. It doesn't seem to have a maximum number of cats. Great. Um, also, other kinds of animals, too. And uh, and then you are... Everybody in, that lives in town is really nice to you, obviously, because there's nothing bad that happens here. But you say hi to them every day, and sometimes they have a fetch quest for you. All right, that sounds like really cute. It's really cute. It is so glitchy. <laughs> Great. It is almost broken, um, but it is so cute that it doesn't matter. So, is there a story element to this game? Like so far, no. no. So far, I haven't come across a narrative except like just that you're trying to expand the map. So like there was a, I don't know, like a cave in on the road and you got to figure out a way to clear it so that you can also go to the city. And <laughs> okay, okay. it's not really a narrative so much as the people in town want to go to the city. <laughs> Everyone wants to get out of this shitty town. No, they just need to visit because they all have like girlfriends there. It's also very gay. Ooh, good. Tell me about that. Um, I mean, I yeah, assume, just some but... some of the magical girls in town. I guess just like you have to plan dates f- for them. Okay, that's really cute. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I it I think it was like five dollars. I would just give the the game developers like money <laughs> just <laughs> for sort of creating it, no matter how glitchy it is. Aww. I know. You know what? Like I I'm so. Uh, like I so fi- often find myself not caring when indie games are glitchy like even though yeah. it's like it can be really frustrating like Spirit Fair had all those g- glitches in it when I first got it um, that like actually stopped me from being able to play the game for like a month I didn't mm-hmm. even care I was just like well I'll wait I'll just wait because it's so nice <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and I think that it's just kind of Anytime there's a glitch, I think to myself, well, I couldn't have done better. Yeah. (laughs) So who am I to say? (laughs) Who cares? Um, Well, that sounds like a really cute. I'm glad that you had like a uh, have had a game that you've been playing recently. It's nice and it's it feels affirming affirming. And I I think even just sort of in your character design process, the body type options and stuff also feel really nice oh that's cute yeah like you can be like super fabulous and super fluffy and it doesn't feel weird oh good it feels like the aesthetic okay good i like that yeah yeah i, I do too. those are those are those are complicated feelings sometimes yes yeah uh but it, it almost feels more more right yeah <laughs> to play the game that way so it's nice um on the other end of the nice spectrum is Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, okay. Well, 
I think it's interesting because I, I think we both had different experiences with the first movie, but mm. the same feelings about the second movie. <laughs> yeah, my my recollection of how I felt about the first movie was just like pretty meh. Like, lukewarm positive. Like, it was a popcorn movie. It was fine. But as soon as I stepped out of the theater, I, I never really thought about it again. So, not uh, like your experience. Uh, I started crying about five <laughs> minutes into the first movie and did not stop uh, having that <laughs> emotion until it was over and maybe about an hour later. So, I, I was... I was very affected by the first movie, um, like in a way that it is still rewatchable to me and it still will like affect me in that way. And I mean, that certainly could have contributed to some of the massive disappointing feelings that I had about the second one. But I also do genuinely think that it wasn't good, <laughs> but like, I, I went into it definitely with a high <laughs> expectation personally as well. So it was it was a pretty it was a pretty big disappointment. I really enjoy in the first movie and in the second movie to a lesser extent the flashback time or like when she's on the gay island. The mascara? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is in both in both in both movies, I do have a, a feeling where, like, I would prefer it if there yeah. was an entire movie about the mascara. 100%. Um, it could even be bad, and I would be crying. Right. Well, yeah. It, it's All we need is just a, a gay island of, <laughs> of muscular women. Yes. <laughs> like, that's that's it. Um, yeah. Uh, but... But this was like, it, it, yes, I do think that the the uh, the mascara por- part of that was probably the best and most enjoyable part of it. Um, but yeah, then it became. I mean, like, I people people much smarter and much more um, culturally aware than me have pointed out all of the ways in which it is offensive. Uh, mm. But it just also felt like a silly like it felt like I was watching a comic book movie from when I was growing up where they were all like so campy and so um you know over the top like it wouldn't have felt out of place for Wonder Woman to make a bam sound like over the top of her head you know I think that's why my expectations for this one were higher because I really like camp and I thought if they leaned into that in a smart and fun way, like I would totally be here for it. Like if there was a live action X-Men movie that truly leaned into like the nineties of the cartoon, I think that would be really fun. Kind of like guardians of the galaxy. I think they do a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. But they just, it's like they tried to be fun, but they didn't know how to be fun. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I loved the romance in the first movie between uh, uh, Steve Trevor and Diana. Um, I liked it. It's my favorite of the possible romance pairings of a uh, chaotic good and a lawful good 
it's my favorite. Um, but this movie being like so entirely focused on this wish fulfillment of getting that relationship back together, despite like Wonder Woman like is supposed to be, I mean, one, she's she's been alive for for like centuries now and (laughs) and she's like one of the most like not only like she's supposed to be not only one of the most like intelligent and and actualized people in the world but also like one with like a super great emotional intelligence like and the fact that she's just like yeah ruin the world to to have my boyfriend back and and the fact that None of the moral quandaries even bring up the fact that they displaced a whole human being in order to bring Steve Trevor back. Like, where was that guy's brain during this whole little interlude? Was it just in the void? Is he trapped in there somewhere? (laughs) Was he like, what is what was the magic of that, that he just bamfed out of his own body? So that Steve Trevor could live and no one thought that that was possibly the problematic part <laughs> of this. Yeah, I I noticed that but didn't care. What I really struggle with is I didn't feel like the antagonist had a motivation besides like the word power written on a post-it note. yeah. Like, at no point, there were so many times during probably the second half of the movie that I was just like, what? Why? Like, yeah. why and did then, that happen? And then I feel like at the end, they just kind of cheaply were like, well, he was, uh, you know, he was abused when he was young. And that's why now he's, he wants to take over the world, which to me is just like, oh, it's just weird. Stop it. But um, I will say that him reuniting with his son was like, hormonally for me. Oh, good. <laughs> impactful he's like the lowest hanging possible fruit but as someone who recently had a son i was just like oh my gosh that baby is sad because his dad sucks yeah but now it's implied that he won't suck anymore yeah i mean i assume he's in prison not sucking but yeah i don't i don't know and and the shopping mall scene in the beginning like was just like very confusing to me all of the acting choices were just very confusing Uh, yeah and like and the wink the wink i don't know i'm surprised i i I really am surprised that this was produced by women i do you feel that i don't think it totally was okay that is the well as you know that's my but but still it's not like you know hollywood women can are exempt from, from no and this is a reminder of shitty that it's just like i i guess i just had a higher expectation that somebody who was socialized as a woman would be able to actually relate to the experience of being a woman yeah but no but instead no. we got uh <laughs> we got uh defending yourself from a uh, rapist is actually a sign that you are going to become evil pretty soon. Yeah. How do you feel about her casting? Is that like an acceptable risk or just an absurd risk? I actually didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I actually thought she was probably the the strongest uh, person in this in, in this entire movie. Um, I thought. I that- think I I felt anxious and sorry for her because. 
I know that if I had to step onto a set and seem like I was getting hotter and hotter to approach Gal Gadot's hotness, <laughs> I would want to die. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was very confusing. I had a lot of uh, of feelings about that entire arc uh, and that like getting and like the entire concept of like that getting hot erases your ability to be a moral person or like or like it erases your other traits I don't know it's just like so the, the number of of things that made me feel icky really really took away my ability to enjoy like the parts of it that might have been campy and enjoyable <laughs> it's just like ugh. um so that's disappointing I to me you know I I really wanted to I really wanted it to be a continuation of that of that feeling I had in the first movie. Yeah, that's fair. Ugh. Okay, so that was Wonder Woman. What other than Wonder Woman? What has nerd culture done for you? Well, actually, I think since we recorded last, I uh, I played Hanukkah Goblins, which was so, so much fun, so much fun. Uh, it's a great. It was really fun to watch. It's a great, well written RPG. Um, and I got to play it with some really great people, including the creator of the RPG. Um, and it was just it was just so joyful and and so um, fun and surprisingly uplifting. And it was just like really, really great. Um, there was a moment, I feel like after the intermission, where Gabe asked a question <laughs> that made me laugh like for a really long time. It was like, are the people in the town also goblins people? or are yeah. they people? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I think we decided that they were people, but Gabe's character could not tell the difference. Between I think that was an go. excellent choice because yeah. I will say as an audience member, it was very clear that they were people. <laughs> yes. <it> was- <laughs> so, so his confusion was hilarious and I really like what it led to. <laughs> yeah. It, oh God, it was so beautiful. That was, there were so many delicious moments in that game. So there's that. And then I think my other big one is that on so we've I on my stream for the last couple months, we've done like a straight shot through uh, all three Dragon Age games um, and we've done it like with continuing that plot line. So we're keeping it all in the same world state. Um, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So so like I'm not. Uh, changing anything I'm not doing any default settings for the games they're all staying true to what ending positive or negative I got from the previous game it's been really fun it's been like a really fun little refresher on the whole series Uh, but we just finished the main part of the last game so there's just DLCs and stuff left uh, which I'll do but they're pretty short so right now I'm kind of at this place where I have a steam wish list a mile long and I'm deciding what's going to be like the next thing that I'm playing on stream and it's I sort of have a little choice paralysis but also I'm like excited by the possibility of a million games so um I know that's That's exciting are you looking for something big like a time commitment similar to Dragon Age I have I have I have both types of games in my in my wish list right now I have like a ton of like uh indie 
kind of cute cutesy games. I have um, I have some big epics, some some blockbusters I never played. Um, is that appropriate? Is that a, a word that makes sense to say for a game? I mean, I don't think it's the technical term, but, but it's you a get term what I that mean. I appreciated and I understood, and I filed it away to use it. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> good. Okay, good. So I have I have a little bit of both, and I'm still taking like recommendations from like my stream chat and uh, friends and stuff. So right now I'm kind of enjoying the process of just like looking at a million trailers for a million different games and reading reviews and like seeing what's gonna be uh, what's gonna be the next fun thing. So uh, that's that's my joy right now. I love that. I would push my favorite blockbuster game really hard on you. Um, but I also am about to start it again, which is fine. I guess we both could. Which w- which is it? It's Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah, that's which, on the list for sure. Serious Wonder Woman vibes. So. Ooh, good point. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean, I honestly to me that's that's the best AAA game ever. And didn't we didn't we uh, also talk about how awesome this game was uh with uh olivia and philomena too maybe i think we did <laughs> good um, you know what we else uh, what else we talked about was what? really awesome with olivia and philomena what? today's topic oh yeah we did that's right oh, okay wait before yeah. we get to the topic officially let's bring francis in uh to mansplain it to us so that we we know what we have to say thank god i was scared Putting one minute on the man watch and go. Stardew Valley. I could spend the next minute crap talking chore simulator games, but I've already done that shtick. Three times on three other episodes that Diana and Avalon have recorded about chore simulator games. And I know that Avalon and Diana play other kinds of games. Avalon enjoys Assassin's Creed, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, a variety of JRPGs, Bethesda games, and Diana plays Dragon Age, I think. So why do we keep coming back to draw from the same well over and over and over again? Which, by the way, I believe is an actual chore in the game Stardew Valley. I just don't see how they could fill 60 minutes talking about what they named their chickens, or the benefits of growing potatoes relative to turnips during the wintertime. This right here, this is why we need more guests. And that's your Mansplain Minute. Okay, so that was that, and this is this. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, we don't know what that was. Yeah, we'll find out We assume it was fine, but I'll tell you what's not going to happen. He's not going to get a chance to come back on (laughs) for a rebuttal. No. Definitely. No more rebuttals. No more rebuttals. Uh, Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm so excited to talk about Stardew Valley. I'm so excited, too. Um, This is a game that I have. Oh, I have it. Because then you don't have to buy it for your homework. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I do have it. Um, I played like through the intro of this game. So I, I saw the introduction and I think maybe after that I played for about five minutes and then stopped and never went back. Is there a reason? I just 
I I remember distinctly I could not figure out how to get a fishing pole and I was just mad and I was just like why won't the game tell me how to get a fishing pole and then I and then I rage quit uh so so but I liked the introduction anyway uh please tell me everything about this game so Stardew Valley um I think is sort of a pinnacle of of indie game culture be it video game or you know any other kinds of content creation because it truly is like an amateur labor of love that was just exploded um it's just one dude who couldn't get a job so started trying to make a video game to build his resume to be able to say that he could make video games to help him get a job and then just poured all of his time and effort over years into like making the music and doing all the art, all of that was stuff that wasn't like, you know, weren't necessarily skills or talents that he felt like he was bringing to the table. He was just trying to teach himself as he went. And the whole thing I think is just really clean and not very buggy and just really cool. And it's also, I mean, you can, you you buy it for different systems, but you can also just like play it for free on your phone at this point. So there's a, it doesn't feel, even though I'm sure he's profiting on it in some ways, like the updates are always free. Um, it doesn't really feel like he's trying to cash in on it as much as he could. Sure. Um, right. Which he, you know, I guess would have, have the right to do. I'm not trying to say, you know, that you should yeah. give your stuff away for free, but it definitely does lend for me personally to, the kind of purity of it or, you know, it, it just seems like a, a nice thing. Yeah. Um, and so what it is, is it's a video game that is inspired by like farming RPGs. I think they're called. Um, so like Harvest Moon, if you played that or like Animal Crossing is pretty, right. pretty much in the same vein. Um, but yeah, it's and I just feel like it's also really packed full of a lot of things that you could spend your time doing if you wanted to or you don't have to. Like there's sort of procedural little dungeons if you like doing that and going through. There's like fishing if that's what you prefer to do. Um, and to some extent, it's you need to do all of these a little bit to complete the storyline. But you could really get into specializing in one or the other if you prefer. Oh, okay. And so the story is you are working in a cubicle in a city and your grandfather dies and leaves you his old farm and you decide to like give up your cubicle job to move to this small town. Right. I remember yeah. that intro being very very shocking to me cuz it was a little dark. Like It's a little dark. Yeah. yeah. The sort of existential crisis is pretty heavy-handed. And then also the loss of your grandfather is also a little heavy-handed. But, yeah, you show up. You have a crappy old farm. And you got to start pulling out weeds and planting things and stuff like that. Um, Meanwhile, the town that you've moved to is also sort of struggling. It... It doesn't have money. Its community center has shut down and is overgrown. And, like, Jojo Mart has moved there. And so, oh. like, the local general store is doesn't is struggling to stay afo- uh, afloat, rather. And uh, 
So you kind of have a choice as a player of like if you want to be a patron of the JoJo Mart or not. I don't know what the long term effects of that are because I don't know anyone who has ever (laughs) done a JoJo Mart run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But to me, and I think to a lot of people, like on top of the satisfaction of seeing your farm thrive um, and just sort of the fun, mindless tasks of the game, is that it is also a dating RPG. (laughs) It is. That's not just a thing people are making up because I... I thought maybe people were just like, oh, I love this character, so I'm talking. No. You actually can date them. Yeah, you're you're trying. I mean, in theory, you're trying to get one of them to marry you and move on to your farm. And there's like, I'm going to say 12 options, like six guys and six girls. Um, each one, you're really just wooing them by giving them items that they sure, like. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but they all like different things and they all have pretty distinctly different personalities. And I think it says a lot about a person for who, who they do choose to woo. It's very interesting to me. So who did Francis marry and why does it, does it impact our judgment of him? So Francis married the video game girl, like the nerdy girl with purple hair. Sure, Yeah. She's also very funny because her favorite, there is a glitch with her that fortunately has never been fixed because it's wonderful. But her favorite gift is amethysts. Um, but she reacts to it as if it's food always. So, like, you give her an amethyst and she's like, crunch, crunch, crunch. I love these. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I like that so yeah. much. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, I find it a little bit hard to choose, to be honest with you. Mm. I have never – it is – first of all, I mean, it's, like, never occurred to me to – try to date any of the male characters. <laughs> like, sure, And it's no, very I, funny to me because it's just, I've just never even thought of it. Yeah. Um, none of them are appealing at all, Yeah, in my opinion. Um, but there are a couple of, of female characters that I like. Mm-hmm. So it, I struggle. I've done, I think I've done like maybe three playthroughs because anytime it gets released on a different system that I have, I'm like, oh, I'll play it on the system now. But yeah. And to me, the coolest, one of the coolest updates a couple of years ago is they made it um, like multiplayer. So like if you have the game and Francis has the game and I have the game, the three of us can all have the same farm. That is something that I want, I wanted to explicitly ask about because it sounds like this is a game that has most of the time my experience with like multiplayer games is that this the plot line kind of goes away when you're playing multiplayer is that mm-hmm. the case here no as it turns out uh cuz there's not there's not a strong plot line it's really just that you have the first 3 years i think in theory to make the farm as good as you can because your grandfather's ghost is going to come and you want him to say like you did a good job i'm sorry what <laughs> <laughs> okay um i have never triggered that because i'm so afraid of him not being happy enough with it wow yeah but the game doesn't end at that point you can just play forever Mm. um so that continues and the only other thing is that each season in the game is marked by some sort of a festival in town and there's like a little festival day and you can individually still marry people 
Like, you can still woo and marry the villagers. That's great. Even, even in a multiplayer game, um, which I discovered because I was trying to, Francis and I were playing, um, and I was trying to befriend some villagers because then they'll give you recipes. Um, and in the process, made some villagers fall in love with me. <laughs> and then it became kind of awkward as Francis and I were co-farming as partners. And then all of a sudden, I had a wife. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Accidentally got Accidentally. Married. Yes. I hate it when that happens. It's true. It's true. So, so yeah, I think that that, uh, so in theory, I guess if you had three people doing the same farm, you could have six total if everybody got married and the, your partner, once they marry you and move in, will help you with chores, which is nice. Okay. I immediately want to play this game now, but only <laughs> if I can play it with, with you and Francis. Yeah. I, uh, I would really like to. Wow. Okay. Um, the only thing that I don't know if it's, a, I don't know if I think it's a bad thing or not, but um, so we, in theory, could play at the same time and the clock is running, like the, you know, each day is running by. Or if you logged in and played by yourself, the clock is running and the day is running by. So when Francis and I were playing, it was kind of like we had to be playing at the same time if we wanted to optimize it. Hmm. Because I think that the real benefit of having a multiplayer farm is that you can get more done with your, because you have finite energy for the day. Oh. Interesting. Okay. So if one person's playing and the others aren't there, it like that day less will get done overall. Yeah. I and see. and a day passes um like permanently in the ultimate calendar um that other people have quote unquote missed out on or something. Like in theory, I guess you could trigger a festival day by yourself and the other people it would be gone. Oh, okay. Well that 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 sounds like the biggest deal yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's just a matter of coordinating three people playing at the same time which is or two which is not the end of the world but it did make it harder for us to keep up with it mm. but the benefits are huge because i went and played a single player farm afterwards and i could not believe how hard it was to get my shit done by yeah. myself oh wow okay I but, feel very excited right now. Yeah. I want to play it right now. It's, yeah, it's like Animal Crossing if, like, you could pick one of your villagers to marry. Which I which thought I would like. was going to be a part of that game and yes. was very disappointed when not only did that not happen, but then she asked to leave the island to become oh. a rock star. And I was like, you're dead to me, Wendy. Yeah, you should have said no. I should have, but I thought that that would make me a bad person. No. She was testing you. I would prefer with Animal Crossing if I could play matchmaker for the villagers. Rather than... Ooh, that would be such... That would be such an inspired yeah. addition to that game. I would love that. Wow, I would not even care uh, about anything else. <laughs> In my whole life. No, I mean, like, I wouldn't No, I wouldn't. That, like, <laughs> that, like, I couldn't if I could do yeah. that. Wow, that would be great. Ah, and then what if they had, like, little kids? <gasps> oh, by the way, I logged in to, to play yesterday, um, uh, and someone moved to my island from Allentown. Oh, is I it had the tiger? Been... No, 
Oh. It was, I forget who. But That's anyway, hilarious. I thought that was really funny. I didn't know they could do that without you intentionally, like, snagging them. I had the tiger move to my island from Allentown. And I also was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then he left and moved back to Allentown. What? Which I don't think is supposed to even be a thing. I think it's just sort of like random chance that that happened but it really feels like he's playing both of us yeah i was, hope- I was hoping it was him <laughs> no it was not um but I, th- I i just thought that was really funny because i thought you had to do that on purpose i didn't realize that that was the thing yeah very okay. weird so 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 stardew valley so um can you talk about you mentioned that there are like dungeon-esque are there enemies in this game there's like a little little goblin-y monsters. So um, one of the places that you get any kind of mineral-type resource is, like, a cave system Mm -hmm. and – or a mine. And you go deeper and deeper level by level. I think there's 100 levels. Um, And so once you're in there, you're just kind of trying to survive and get deeper and deeper because every five levels, it's like a save point, essentially. So you can go directly to there next time. And there's just like little, like little bats that are coming at you, and you just have to like hit them. Oh, Stuff okay. Like and All right. If and the other thing too is when you're designing your farm in the very beginning of the game, you get to choose different kinds of plots. Um, so there's like a forest one with a lot of you know like lumber resources, and but there's one that's like a spooky one. Um, and so you have after dark on your property, you'll have like those same cave goblins and stuff that might show up. Oh, cool. Okay. And and then so there's is there like any sort of competition wise between like other farms or things like that in like no. the village, nothing like that. Okay. No. Um I think the only interpersonal stuff is that some of the villagers are much harder to convince to be your friends. Oh, okay. I, I do like that. Yeah. I was, and, yeah. and honestly, like, but the ones that are harder to convince are more like, you know, like, fuck them. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want to be your friend anyway. Yeah. they. I think each of the villagers has, like, a very strong personality type slash interest. Like, there's a very, um, I don't know, like, blonde popular vein kind of one who's really big jerk to you and like who cares about that person yeah i don't want them to be my friend (laughs) no exactly um i will say that the the guy in town who is the meanest to you is worth befriending the guy in town that's the meanest okay i'll try to suss out who that is yeah Um, i think it's shane i think i would i would recommend befriending a very douchey name yeah um i just want you to know that it is actually painful to me that I cannot touch that cat's paws right now. They all oh. look so touchable. He uh, is a snorer, so I don't know. There might be snoring cat audio. <laughs> I hope there's snoring cat audio. I think that would be the perfect addition to this podcast. It's true. <laughs> is there anything else with Stardew Valley? that? So there's a big update that just came out. Ooh. Like a week ago. And it hasn't been released on all systems yet. It's so far just on PC. 
and they're still working on it for like switch and consoles. Um, but there's a new kind of Island or no, I'm sorry. There's a new kind of farm layout template, which is an Island, which I think is pretty cool. And supposedly there's like a whole new area that you can go to. It's like a big release. And I think that in within the last year since I've played, there's been an update where there's like a whole new festival during the year. So they really are, um, or he really is like constantly creating really interesting updates. So I, I guess what like, what is your like when you play the game, what is the thing that you spend the most time doing? So I think that I feel like the most important thing for like the longevity of the farm and getting enough money in the beginning to start to unlock things is is just like straight up growing. So right off the bat, you know, it's hoeing, buying seeds with the little bit of money you start with and then watering them every day and when you haven't leveled up your energy or your tool supplies yet, just watering them every day can take like all of your energy resources, which is a little frustrating because it's also, you know, it's the beginning of the game. So you want to start um, getting better at fishing and like going into those mines and fighting those monsters and stuff. So in the beginning, it really is, I think, hard to know how to allocate or allocate your um, your energy resources. Sure, but, yeah. But it ends up being like all straight up farming. And then when you get enough money that you can buy livestock and build like little barns for them, then I think it really opens up. Because once you can start selling milk and eggs, you, then you're getting enough money that you don't have to worry quite as much about planting. And you can use your energy for, for more fun things. Okay, that's that makes sense. So... Okay, so if I were to say open up Stardew Valley right this second and mm -hmm. start a game, do I need to know from the get-go that I'm starting a multiplayer farm? Or is that something that you can do I think you need to know from the get-go. You do? I think you start the farm as a multiplayer farm. That makes 100% sense yeah. to me, but I just wanted to check uh, yeah. before I did But some. I think if you weren't too worried about running the calendar – like we were worried about it. We were worried about it um, <laughs> because of like the idea of maximizing efficiency. But if you don't really care about that and you just want to make a farm that you mostly play and then like occasionally maybe I would come in and, and do some farming or something, um, then I you could just start out with a multiplayer game, but play it primarily as a single player. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What else is good? You what get to would, pick if you get a pet cat or a pet dog, which is kind of <gasps> nice. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. You get to name all of the livestock that you get, and they you don't, like, butcher them. <laughs> like, you just use them for their products. For, um, for like, secondary resources. Yeah, dairy, exactly. Dairy eggs, et cetera. Um, but okay, you, you have to pet them every day for them to give you an egg or milk. I really um, love that. Which is good. It's important to do. And also what I really like is once you get into usually year one or two in game, um, you, you start to be able to make specialty products. So the things you're growing or the, you know, um, animal products that you have, you start to be able to turn into fancier things. Um, mm. so like 
the berries you're growing, like you can get wine casks for and you start to make wine and um, you get like honey and beehives and you can start to make mead. And like, so your farm starts to become specialty in interesting ways. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. This sounds adorable. What would our farm be called? I don't know. Something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Something I don't want to say. Probably something similar to what our like group chats are usually called. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) uh, it. In a, inappropriately describing our relationship. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, <laughs> I but like I want that. to have a commune so badly that this really scratches that itch for me, I guess. Yeah. I I also, I think, I, I always had a little bit of like a romanticized idea of, of commune living, but mm-hmm. quarantine definitely, uh, uh, <laughs> it's okay. It definitely uh, amped up that that emotion big time yeah for sure yeah for me yeah um the other thing too I was gonna say the one thing that I I think there's there could be more around is sort of like customizing your house you it's it's like Animal Crossing where you have to buy for it to get bigger and bigger um but it's not as customizable in terms of like furnishings as Animal Crossing, sure. which I think would be fun. They do technically have some of that, but I haven't really gotten into it because it seems fairly basic. But I know that if you're playing on a PC, there's like this fancy thing. Mods? <laughs> What's that word? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mods. <laughs> they call Mods. them. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what they do, but they're probably cool. I'm sure. I, I, yeah, I bet it, it would be fun to like customize the house. But so far, so far, it sounds like there's like quite a lot. There is yeah. going into this. Like, like there's a lot uh, yeah. of, um, of elements to this indie game, which makes it, I mean, so impressive. So if we could go back and, and I don't, ex- like, I'm not expecting you to, to, to know specific details of this but I am curious about what has become of this guy that that created this thing because it clearly is like a, a fan favorite it, it definitely succeeded in becoming an indie success for sure yeah um, to my knowledge he's still just working on this probably like all the time um but I don't think that he's really expanded like um like, I think that I saw something that said he has a very small team now, but it's not like he, I don't think he, like, sold to any kind of software company or, you know. Or, like, it, has been, like, hired for other games or things like no, that? No, I, I think really? that he, I, I believe that just this has been so much of a fulfilling and successful passion project that it's just, like, this is my job now, is okay. continuing Stardew Valley. That's adorable. I love it. Yeah. I love it a lot. Oh yep. goodness gracious! Okay, <laughs> um, I really, I I love, like, I I had I guess I had no real awareness because my awareness of video games up until maybe about I don't know, I want to say like five or six years ago was so minimal like I just I I didn't yeah. play them for such a long time. Um, that like when I started playing them I really I had the awareness of like 
basically like four or five titles at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, just the world of, of indie video games is something that's so fascinating to me. Is it seems like such a, it seems, I guess, technologically unattainable to me. I have, I have sure. n- no concept of, uh, of what goes into making a video game beyond zero. I have no, no, no understanding of it. Um, so the fact that there are these people making these absolute works of art out there without like a huge team and production company behind them, like makes me a little emotional. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think it's really touching. Yeah. Sort of any kind of, I think, grassroots content creation is really exciting to me. Yeah. And then especially when it's very well received by people that aren't just me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like Stardew and Hades and mm-hmm. Among Us and Spirit mm-hmm. Fair too. Spirit Fair, um, I don't think uh, won any of the awards that it should have, but it, it was um, – it was nominated for like a ton. Uh, I think it, it won one of our best of 2020 yes. awards. It, yes. And that's what counts is what Femsplained deal uh, deems. <gasps> um, Next year for our wrap up, we should do like an awards show. We should. We should do. Of what uh, we like. <laughs> yeah. Best stuff we liked in 2021 yes that's what you can look forward to at the end of this year (laughs) nice let's remember that (laughs) oh my god i want to pet that cat oh my god look at his paws they're just going up and down he's a little sleepy guy don't be sorry i just love that cat so do you uh so have you played the game by yourself or or mostly just with francis mostly by myself and then one time with francis Okay. I think I've played, I think I've had probably a total of three or four farms. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Um, but I have never triggered the grandfather thing because I'm afraid. Has Francis, tri- like, have you seen it happen? No. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's like Did- there's always one more specialty item that I have not been able to get. Because certain items are only available during certain seasons. So if you squander your first spring because you're just trying to, like, be an upstart, it it can be hard to then get those items later. Oh, sure. Wow. I'm so intrigued by this, by the end game being that your dead grandpa has to come and judge you. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's very intense. Yeah, that's pretty intense. (laughs) I think that it's possible that you could just never trigger that if you don't want to. And I think it's also possible once you get married that you can have kids, but I haven't done that either. Ooh. I don't know how that works. Maybe you have to do like a house expansion and then it just happens or something. Okay, that's cool. I do like yeah. that. Um, it's also very, I think a, a really key part of the experience of playing the game is that the first or one of the first festivals in town is like like a Beltane kind of thing Mm -hmm. and the goal of that festival is you know just to try to get somebody to dance with you at the final dance but 
adorable. When it's because it's spring and you've just gotten there, it's like almost impossible in your first year to not have everybody reject you. And it is harsh. Oh, because <laughs> you walk around and you're like, I like this person. And then it's like shot down and then you slowly go down your own mental list of anybody you would want to dance with and then even like the bottom of the barrel says something or you know like calls you a name or something oh no they're like mean not all but if it's a mean person then like i don't know i feel like if i remember correctly i feel like the blonde girl like laughs and then is like oh you're not kidding (laughs) it's just like (gasps) no (laughs) it's like stuff like that um and then even I think even worse is that the person you like, presumably if you like one of the nice people, will be like, oh, um, well, yeah, you see, I actually, um, and you can tell, like, you've put them in a position of rejecting you that makes them uncomfortable, and it's the worst. Oh, no. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Oh, great. But well, I now think that my that... goal <laughs> is to play this game and spend all of my resources there you go on uh, one making people like me uh <laughs> which is not unlike how i play both uh blockbuster rpgs and real life so yes I'm going there you to, go <laughs> i'm going to do that well that is i and i'm so glad that you already own it because i felt a little funny giving you homework that involved buying something. No, I am just confirming this right now. Yep, there it is. It just needs to be installed. Wow, how exciting. I'm so thrilled. Good. And it's Um, also for Switch if if that play style feels more fun to you, if it feels like a lay-in-bed game, which for me it does. It might, but I, you know what? I I wind up, um, I think I like for the Switch, um, and this is like a thing that I've, I've noticed is that I like having, even though I still may get a capture card and do streams and stuff like that, but because I do so much, um, group gaming and, and streaming and stuff, I kind mm-hmm. of like that I have the switch for like private time oh, where I yeah, just like yeah. have like just some solitary, uh, like me gaming. Well, does that um, mean you would stream this? I might. Oh my gosh. That would be so exciting because then I, people could really weigh in on your dating choices. <laughs> which which you know that I like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that might be a thing. I'm like very excited about this. It it hasn't even – I yeah, I played a total of 51 minutes of this game. Yeah. Well, the, I will say that the first – probably the first two to three in-game days – I could see being a little confusing and frustrating because things aren't all unlocked all at once. Yeah. And like specifically to get the fishing pole, you need to go there when the fisherman is like there. And I think the first day or two, he has like a sign on his door that says he's on a fishing trip. So, um, yeah, it, it kind of makes it so that you can't trigger everything at once. But I think probably within the first two or three days, it's all there. Yeah. And to be fair, also, this was in 2017 as well. Oh, wow. Like I, yeah so Uh, long ago so long ago um so there are a lot of things that i have retried after not liking them that wound up becoming favorites of mine so i can't wait to see who your romantic interest will be it's that's i can't wait to find out i'm very i'm so excited i specifically will i refuse to play fmk this episode because i do not want to influence (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. We'll have to save that for for homework after I've played and met some people. 
yeah, yeah for, for sure, sure. um uh, we just for sure at the same time, which is for like sure. probably our, I think that's our combined most common phrase. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think I even noticed that I say it. I, I, I noticed recently that we both say it so often and the oh. fact that we just said it at the same time makes it's me too much. so happy. Is there anything else with this game that I think is important? I would say not important necessarily, but I am so impressed that the developer also did all of the music and there's different music for the seasons and different places in town and stuff like that so I would say just notice it while you're playing just because I think it deserves to be noticed that's something that I probably wouldn't have uh, paid much attention to when I first played it Mm -hmm. Um, but that's something that I've grown to really really appreciate is how impactful music is in in uh, video games no matter what kind of game they are like yeah uh, it, it's just such a, a big choice so I will definitely um, I'll definitely be mindful of that um, and if you get a goat you have to name it after me for your oh in honor of, in honor of your group oh my god my D&D group uh, for 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 anyone tuning in who had not heard the story before which I think it's been like m- probably a year since I last spoke about it um on the podcast but my home game D group uh who i miss terribly fuck COVID 19 so hard um they once uh kind of in-game pranked me uh the cleric uh made this whole big scene about how he was going to do this this ritual to speak with his god to figure out what they needed to do next and it's this big expensive ritual uh, that requires you know a sacrifice and he went all around town to procure a giant goat and because I made the automatic assumption that he was procuring this giant goat for this big sacrifice like, I made it pretty easy to find because I was like, oh, he's just going to use it for this ritual. Uh, so I didn't make it very, very challenging to get a hold of. And what had happened recently in a game previously was that a, a player character died permanently in a big battle. And the cleric did some prayers over his grave and took some dirt uh, and put it around, like in a pouch around his Uh, person as like a reminder of him because they couldn't stay where he was buried and so he gets to the temple uh and ties the goat up outside the temple and goes on in and I'm like what are you doing and then he starts doing the prayer and lights all the incense and does all the other things and and then he takes out the pouch with the grave dirt in it and slices the pouch open and spills the grave dirt all of, over the floor as the sacrifice, which was just such a good uh, callback and flavor that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't call him on a technicality over that because it was so good. Uh, and so it worked. So they they got a an almost free giant goat mount, uh, <laughs> basically just by misleading me and misdirecting me. And then they immediately named it Avalon because they knew that I wouldn't be able to kill it if it was named Avalon. <laughs> so Genius. Uh, real genius. Um, 
and Avalon the goat is still alive and well and with the party to this Good. day. Good. Uh, so yes, if I get a goat in Stardew Valley, <laughs> I will absolutely we'll name it Avalon a hundred percent. Excellent. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm- <laughs> Me too. I'm gonna download it immediately after. This. Good. <laughs> I feel like now that you've pointed out the for sure thing that. This, my secondary thing would be, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do after this, Avalon? Because I know mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. I I may start playing Starting Valley again. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have to wait for the update so that I can get try the new farm layout. Oh, is there a new update coming out? Well, it's out for PC, but it's oh, not okay. out yet for Switch. And I, I would rather play it on my Switch. So I is have to wait. Is it cross-platform? We can play on the same farm if one of us is on pc and one of us is on switch i don't know i'm gonna find that out right now yeah uh let's um, see. but otherwise i'm just gonna take care of that baby he's Aww. crying right now and making oh, me feel poor, sad poor robin <laughs> all right well go i'm gonna download this game go ahead and take care of robin yes and we'll talk and and we will uh talk later also um oh i owe everybody something because uh, Femsplained uh, reached 500 followers on Twitter. <gasps> I forgot. We should have put this at the f- top of the episode. <laughs> we should have. But you know what? Let's make them wait for it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have to. I don't know if my, my voice is <laughs> warmed up enough to do this. But uh, <sighs> this is this is for, for everyone who followed us on, on Twitter recently. And I, I appreciate everyone's enthusiasm over this although I don't quite understand (laughs) it but I